Ah, welcome everybody. We are on podcast, the All Microsoft Podcast, uh, where we talk about all things Microsoft. Uh, I am your uh, co-host, Kareem Anderson, and I am joined by the world's greatest co-host, Arif Bacchus. Yeah, we have uh, another jam-packed uh, podcast for you guys. So uh, we're just going to kind of go off the top of things that we'll be talking about um, for this podcast, uh, starting off with. Um, the October 2020 update, and I mean, all of you have been asking for this, uh, a lot of you have been asking for this. We have a special guest that he's going to come in and talk about uh, the update and probably some of his processes and uh, what he does to create some amazing work on YouTube. This is the guy everyone has asked for will be joining us. And uh, after, after his segment, we have our second topic, which is Microsoft becoming a technology partner for CES 2021. And uh, Kareem will also talk a bit more about Microsoft offices reopening following the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, and uh, Arif will be talking about uh, Arif will be talking about uh, the year of Linux finally in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have Microsoft Edge going to Linux, uh, so this is a huge step. I mean, for anybody who is open source and kind of been waiting for uh, a browser solution on, on that plat- on the multiple platforms. And then, of course, we also have our weekly segment the week ahead which you won't find on any other podcast except the on podcast all original content here where we'll talk about some xbox news uh, maybe xbox vr news some rumors going around and some more console news related to xbox series x and series s and maybe even some windows 10 news too in regards to windows 10 dev yeah uh i mean we got a lot of stuff for for next week um, it's probably going to be all gaming as we near the uh, the release of the consoles. So um, again, we'll we'll touch upon that later on. But with that being said, uh, we will get into what everyone's here for. Um, we have our buddy Cody, who does amazing work. Uh, he's a freelancer, but does awesome work for us here at on Microsoft. Uh, he's the guy behind all of those amazing videos you guys see about the Windows breakdowns. And, and the Windows updates, and he's going to be joining us uh, to kind of talk about that. Of course, we're using Microsoft Teams, so we're giving Cody a ring here, and he'll be joining us any minute soon. Yeah, uh, and while we're waiting for him to answer, we also have, uh, just to kind of do a, couple, a little bit of uh, house cleaning, we have um, the winners of our um, Legion, our Lenovo Legion uh, 5i uh, gaming giveaway. Hey, Cody has officially joined us. Yeah. Hello. Is my sound all right? Yes, yeah. yes. Wonderful. Sorry, very clear. Excellent. So uh, we just... Did, yeah, we'll just uh, we have our winners. Uh, we posted uh, a post about it. We would love any of them who participated and who won to kind of, you know, kind of do like Cody and come join us and, and talk about, you know, uh, the participation, uh, the gifts that they got, and anything like that. So, uh, again, we congratulate everyone who participated. Uh, congratulate the winners, and we'll be looking forward to doing another sort of giveaway probably at the beginning of next year or so. So uh, again, stay tuned for or stay tuned to our podcast and our Twitter accounts for for more information on giveaways. But now we officially have our YouTube star, Mr. Cody Carson, here to talk about the Windows 10 October 2020 update. So before before yeah. we get into anything, maybe you want to introduce yourself and let our viewers know who you are. I'm pretty sure they already know who you are, but uh, just say a couple words about yourself. 
Yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, I am Cody here from onmicrosoft.com. Many of you are probably aware by now. I've done videos for the website and on our YouTube channel for a couple years at this point. Um, so, yeah, I'm here today joining you guys in a podcast and ready to discuss what's new here in the Windows 10 October 2020 update. So that's that's a perfect segue. Let's get started here. What is new in the October 2020 update? Uh, the October 2020 update is sort of, you know, a smaller update, a quality of life, uh, f small feature improvements here and there. As always, you know, a couple of new Windows settings here, a couple of new features in Microsoft Edge there. Um, of course, one of the big ones being is that the new Microsoft Edge is now officially going to be the default web browser that's pre-installed in Windows 10. It's also uh, coming with a couple of new features, such as the um, new website tabs appearing as individual results in the alt tab menu. Um, then there's, of course, the new uh, start menu design, which I think is something that the most people are most excited about with this update. Of course, where they have the live tiles, which have been um, stripped of their solid color blocks <laughs> and moved into more of like a acrylic transparent design, um, which I think complements the new icons a lot better. Um, a couple other things here and there, um, you know, the notifications, there's like they changed a couple of the, the ways that the icons appear. There's a couple of new buttons that might appear on them. But beyond that, there's really not too much to look on. Uh, what else is there? Um, yeah, I think that's most of the big features. So do you have like a one sentence summary? Uh, Kareem and I review Surface products and we try to be quick and to the point. So if you could summarize the October 2020 update in a couple of words, what's how would you describe it? I guess I would describe it as um, it just looks a little better this time around. <laughs> uh, you have anything to ask Cody, Kareem? Yeah, I mean, again, as, as uh, kind of alludes to, we try to get to the point of it. So again, with with what you're just saying, is it worth hitting the update restart button for most people? <laughs> um, I think this is one of those updates that most people, if, if you really, really want those new live tiles, maybe you can look out for it. <laughs> but um, it's something that'll just automatically, of course, install on your PC sometime in the next few weeks or month or however their release schedule works out. So. I guess it just depends on what your priorities are. I think for most people, it probably won't be the most important update for them, though. Will it make your computer explode? Oh, <laughs> uh, I cannot <laughs> verify that with 100% certainty, but on the devices that I have tested this update on, it has not yet caused them to explode. <laughs> of well, course. that kind of leads me to my next question, and, you know, I just, yeah. without prying too far into it, uh, what is your process for? For kind of doing the reviews you i know we write about it and we will review it on our um, devices we kind of follow the breadcrumbs left by the insiders when you know they do their blog yeah. posts and kind of go look for those things do you have a sort of similar process or do you have like a checklist of your own where like i notice this is new plus whatever they add as well yeah i'd say my process for investigating um the new you know windows features is pretty similar to what you guys do when writing articles about them you know uh, following the news that comes along in the windows insider program as well as seeing what you know some other windows insiders have discovered as well as you know things that i run into myself when i do get the update okay yeah and i'm, I'm assuming that means that you do use windows i mean there are a lot of people who are 
who are sort of posers, so to speak, where they'll like go <laughs> look at the blog, see the checklist, and then you know make a video based on that, and then they hop on their Macs to kind of do all the editing and everything else, and then yeah, you should decide until the next update. Yeah, I think we all are familiar with some people who are like that. But yeah, I do use Windows on my machines as my primary OS. Cool. So what's your favorite feature in this update? Because you just said you use Windows every day, like like both myself and Kareem. Um, my favorite feature in this update, um, I, I would have to say probably it's either the um, new uh, high refresh rate setting that they added into the window setting from the control panel. I don't happen to have a monitor that supports that, but <laughs> I know if I did, that would probably be something that I would be excited I'm just, about. I'm going to talk to Lenovo and see if I can get you set up with something. Was, well, you hear that, Lenovo? I'm, I'm going to be calling you guys soon. All right. That'd be epic. Yeah. What about um, you guys? Yeah. Uh, of this of this update? Yeah. I don't know. I've been kind of wanting to... Uh, Eric about like not seeing anything big and you know being as an insider I've kind of <laughs> seen some of these things already uh, so I don't really yeah. have a favorite right now it just kind of, it's been working which is great like I, I guess my favorite feature is that it's not broken uh, yeah. that it really ruined my workflow for anything so that's mine it's pretty very stable as far as I've been using it across multiple devices I really love that new start menu it's just uh it creates a more consistent look in Windows. Like everything just looks a bit more modern now. I yeah. personally, I think they're getting ready for their Windows 10X launch or whenever Windows 10X is coming around <laughs> because everything just like looks more consistent. You don't have an ugly tile next to a fan, like next to a clean tile. It's just something that, that really cleans up Windows 10 a bit. Yeah, it sort of brings it all into alignment. There was a little bit of an awkward phase between when they up started updating their new icons. Yeah, so, like yeah. the solid colors were part of like the old Metro UI design. So of course, yeah, like you said, this sort of ties it all together. Anything and else? I have a couple questions that are just more personality kind of things, and some stuff that I've seen <laughs> our commenters like kind of asked about. Like, uh, do you do voiceover recording, VO, or of any sort? Because you have an amazing voice, and I think people are like soothed um, by our videos that you produce uh not only by the visuals which i'll ask about but the voice itself so do you need yeah, yeah. thank you i really appreciate that um yeah i do uh just the voiceovers for um uh, on microsoft.com uh, i don't do really much of anything else outside of that so yeah you should consider it <laughs> maybe maybe be like, he has hey, he has a radio voice. voice for sure yeah. <laughs> i've heard that a couple of times before yeah absolutely and then uh, the next question was mostly, uh, you know, since you were saying that you use Windows, about the video process that you go through. Because, uh, I mean, I am, again, floored by the animations, the, the way you zoom in and out, the, the interface you're using to kind of, you know, give everyone, you know, you're not just shooting from, from what I can tell, an over-the-shoulder camera at a screen. It seems like you're, I don't know, using magic of some sort to, like, really get in and make people feel like they're, you know, using the operating system alongside you as you kind of go through the process of, highlighting uh, the updates. He has a Hollywood setup. Yeah, so I was just, I just a brief, you know, I don't want to give away your magic, but just to <laughs> kind of, you know, do you, what kind of software do you use and what's your setup for the process? Um, well, I'd say uh, when I edit my videos, I, of course, I use OBS Studio uh, primarily. I, I think that's a pretty popular program that a lot of people use just because it's very flexible in how it works. And um, I just go from there along with uh, 
my script that I, of course, write beforehand, writing the videos. Um, I don't always stick 100% to that, but it just definitely does help me keep uh, my flow going um, with what I need to talk about and what, you know, from one topic to the next. Um, but yeah, and then, of course, there's the post process, like you mentioned, with like adding the little fancy zoom in and out animations, which is something that I have uh, sort of experimented with on and off um, as I've made videos um, over time. I do take in a lot of user feedback from comments that I receive on the videos. You know, of course, people telling me you know, they don't like this or they do like that and have used that, and that has definitely influenced how I've um, edited things. Again, uh, A-plus job, uh, at least as far as I'm concerned. I think it's amazing. and. Uh, that's what I look forward to when I see updates, not necessarily the features themselves. And I'm like, what is what are you gonna do with this video? <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of people really appreciate the uh, 60, 60 frames per second that you yeah. make sure you put in. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I have for you. Um, also, you know, just in general, like, you know, what do you like doing? Uh, is it is it video? Uh, production or I mean do you are you more into something else and you just happen to be good at this um I'm not actually sure uh, it's it's been such a long time since I started doing like editing videos and whatnot that I don't remember exactly where <laughs> that came from but yeah it is something that I enjoy doing on my free time uh, but I don't I don't invest too much of my time in it like i said um i do the video work for on microsoft and you know here and there may be a couple personal projects but beyond that that's as much as i do for video work are you considering doing video work for like xbox i know we're gonna have a ton of stuff probably from the end of this quarter going into like you know next summer as far as uh console stuff's concerned he yeah. did push out a video about Minecraft a couple of <laughs> yes. months ago. Well, that's why that's what I'm asking. I mean, like, I know that uh, the update stuff you I again I think fantastic and spectacular at, uh, but I just know that you know there's there's a hunger and an audience for Xbox stuff too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Xbox, um, the whole gaming community, definitely. There's a big audience for that stuff. But I, I guess um, the problem with that for me would be that I actually don't own an Xbox as of right oh. now. I never have actually. So that would be a new experience for me to delve into for sure. But I know there, like you said, there probably would be quite a few people interested. But I'm sure we have uh, other people that on this team as well that could for sure contribute content. Uh, an Xbox says, yeah. Yeah, um, again, I will see. I have some people at Microsoft I can kind of give an elbow to to see if we, <laughs> you know, uh, fix that situation about your console. A little it's, nudge, yeah. Yeah, and it, okay, and again, this is more just personality, quick personality one to kind of give everyone a, an air of what you are about. Uh, if you play games or play a game, do you have one that you would like to jump into? Um, as in, like, games that I would like to jump into? On your into, phone, or PC, uh, something you might be looking forward to on the Xbox, or PlayStation, if you're a PlayStation guy. Uh, I don't know, actually. I haven't been watching the new game titles too closely, um, although I do think it will be interesting to see how exactly the new consoles will perform when they um, finally get um, launched to the greater public. Um, the new Xbox, uh, what is it, Xbox X? Series, series X. X, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Series X. I, mean, I, make that, I make that mistake every week. Yeah. 
I'm gonna try and shorten it to letters just so I excess. No, that that doesn't work. Yeah, that's just too many, too many uh, X's at this yeah. point. Yeah. Do you play anything on your phone? Do you play anything on the PC? Well, uh, RF mentioned briefly just a moment ago about the Minecraft videos that I uh, released a little while back about those updates. That's that's a game that I do frequent quite often on my PC. Cool. So, and with Windows, the PC is my primary electronic device. So. Well, now people know, hey, Minecraft might be a place to find you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Anything, any final thoughts or Kareem? Oh, no, I mean, again, I think the world of you. And so if there's anything that you'd like to say, Cody, as far as, you know, expanding uh, your audience, as far as your personal work, anything like that, go right ahead. Let people know where they can find you, where they can find more of your work that, you know, isn't just on Microsoft. We'd love to, again, get you as much exposure for the awesome work you do. Yeah, of course. Thank you very much for um, for having me on tonight. It was really interesting having a, this talk you, with you guys about uh, the the update and as uh, some of my uh, personal hobbies as well. That was really nice. Yeah, I just want to let everyone know too. This I think is the first time we've sort of met face to virtual face. Uh, yeah, uh, we talk in the chat a lot, but yeah, 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 it's first time for me as well being in a, a podcast. So it's <laughs> definitely a very interesting That's experience. Silver lining of quarantine, I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. First of many more to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would love to have you back uh, anytime you would bust us with your presence. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Cody, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Yeah. Peace out. All right. Later. Have a great night. It's just us now. I know. Boring. Boring. We lost. We lost our. You. We lost our star. I know. We're probably going to see our, our followers drop, too. But hey, who knows? <laughs> All right. Uh, pick us up where we left off. We have some uh, CES news to talk about, yeah, right? I'm going to try to make this exciting, uh, even though CES has arguably not been exciting for, for a while. Um, they just announced that they are going to be doing a uh, full-on virtual event uh, this time around for 2021. Uh, and part of that announcement is that they have partnered with, and this is CTA, which is the company that basically produces CES. Um, so it's even bigger than that, that they're partnering with Microsoft uh, as their uh, basically digital platform. Um, I think specifically saying that um, they've chosen Microsoft and the and Microsoft's cloud and cloud solutions, as well as hardware to kind of power CES for 2021, which is huge because, uh, again, you would think uh, with Apple having dropped out of CES, I don't know, what, 20 years ago or something like that, close <laughs> to that. But that they, do like, they do like putting up billboards. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they like to troll. They've been trolling for quite a while. But uh, with them out of the out of the way, Microsoft being probably one of the biggest uh, uh, known quantities at that uh, event, you would have thought you know, some type of partnership between the two would have, uh, would have already grown. But this is more of an official back-end kind of thing. Uh, and, and I've kind of wrote about this. Uh, in more detail and, and giving some examples of how Microsoft has worked its way up to this, you know, rather big event. I mean, it's, you know, consumer electronics, so they're going to be using, you know, a ton of bandwidth. They're going to be using a ton of uh, 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 Azure cloud. Yeah, to basically run this entire thing. And, uh, you know, my example is this, you know, kind of back what Microsoft's play is in this is that they've uh, already helped uh, with the NBA uh, playoffs and finals. 
uh, to kind of bring uh, user engagement and a video conferencing aspect to it that made people uh, kind of, you know, fill in part like they were there. They're working with the NFL to kind of do a very similar thing. They've worked with iHeartRadio for a bunch of streaming stuff. Uh, so the technology is there. Um, obviously, the, the money is there. Um, so we'll have to see uh, how this is put on. Uh, they've also, Microsoft themselves, have also put out a dozen or so virtual events that have you know gone on with relatively no issues. So uh, we'll see what CES has uh, in store for Microsoft. Going perhaps, perhaps we might see Surface in VR. I mean, we're, we're going to talk about Xbox VR in a bit. So maybe you put on your Windows Mixed Reality headset <laughs> and all of a sudden you're in the world with a whole bunch of virtual surfaces on the table where you can reach out and, and touch them and, and start virtually press press A to boot up Surface, press B to start inking with your surface pen <laughs> that would be i mean that would finally be give like you know the the vr aspect that microsoft has kind of uh i think put to the back burner and finally give it a forefront you know it's you know they said mixed reality and that seemed to be an umbrella uh but they were really pushing ar um now as you said vr would probably in the era of quarantine be perfect for people people aren't going out to experience these things so you bring them you bring it to them um but yeah, that's, so we'll, that's go that's good. You mentioned quarantine, so move us to this talk about Microsoft reopening offices. Segway. <laughs> uh, so this is what we got. Uh, Microsoft is also last week, uh, late last week, come out and said that they were going to uh, officially shut their offices down, uh, and that uh, is, I believe, in the U.S. Uh, right now. I'm not sure if that is for international markets, but I mean, it's probably going to be a case by case basis as a lot of countries are going into their second spike so to speak so you know it'll be they check with your local office if you work at microsoft uh, <laughs> but they are shutting down the offices until uh i think they said the earliest is going to be summer of 2021 and what they're doing is they're allowing uh an extended work from home uh for all their employees uh again employees need to check with their uh supervisors but supervisors are, are given the power to uh, a lot time and um dole out uh, different versions of work from home for people. Uh, there will still be some people who need to go uh, in the Microsoft world that need to need to go in. Uh, you know, mainly people are manufacturing, uh, some other uh, in-person, you know, in-contact person stuff uh, people need to go into. But um, it's a big get for Microsoft to continue this. They're a huge company with tons of offices, you know, just across the U.S. alone. Um, and so they'll be taking, you know, what you consider a relative hit when not having those offices filled with actual people until the summer of uh, 2021. So something that people really use in offices a lot in, nowadays is Microsoft Edge. And I have something to say about Edge, which is that I think it was a couple of days ago, Microsoft announced that Edge Dev is now on Linux. So that makes it official. Edge is now running on all the major platforms. You have it on Windows, you have it on Mac, you have it on iOS, you have it on Android, and now you also have it on Linux. Yeah, as, as we mentioned earlier, it's the year of the Linux, finally. It just happened in 2020. Um, no, uh, again, all joking aside, which is a poor joke, uh, it is on Linux, um, and it's just you know another testament to Microsoft's uh, new relationship, new budding relationship with open source. Again, they're not... The, the, they haven't been the greatest arbiters in the past of open source. They're you know seem to be making amends with the community, and uh, this is just another one of those uh, olive branches. I I think. 
as people like to say, it's not your daddy's Microsoft. No, and even if it were, the business model here is, again, just to make sure that uh, I think Microsoft realizes that its uh, enterprise uh, customers are split between Windows and, and open source, if not more open source. It's it's also about developers. So this just makes more business sense. It's also about developers, too, specifically in their blog post when they announced Edge Dev for Linux. They mentioned that uh, it's specifically for de designed for web developers who work on Linux. They want to provide the same web, uh, sorry, web platform and developer tools for Mac OS and Linux and Windows, but on Linux. So they specifically set it so developers can, and I quote, build and test in the preferred environment and be confident in the experience customers will have on others other devices. So again, it's Microsoft expanding out and bringing the best of Microsoft to basically another platform. Yeah, I mean, they, they again, they're going to where their customers have been and have been asking for for a while now. You know, the, the pride that I guess that Bomber had prior to this uh, is no longer there and it just makes business sense to, to make sure that, you know, you're providing the open source community, especially a lot of them running server stuff uh, with the tools they need, because then they'll sort of migrate is, the, is, the, pro is the, the thought process. And speaking of developers, uh, you guys probably heard of our talks about PWAs in, in the last podcast. And uh, after rolling out the, the new Microsoft Edge uh, base, like Cody said, in the October 2020 update, Microsoft is now allowing app developers to submit Chromium-based prog progressive web apps to the Microsoft Store. So again, they're betting big on PWAs. I think so. Yeah, um, I think this is another one of those uh, future-forward uh, OS things that we're starting to see. I mean, um, we saw them kind of slip up and put the PWA office stuff on, and people kind of freaked out. Uh, but this <laughs> is a way for for them to start kind of building out the uh, the library and meeting devs again where they're at versus where they would like to be. Uh, UWP was kind of a, a long shot. Uh, it's still still around, not gone. And, you know, they, they preferred for performance reasons to be in existence. But, you know, if they can meet developers with PWAs and load up uh, a Microsoft, uh, like a Windows 10S full of PWAs, and, and that'd be enough for people to go out and buy you know, a Surface Go 2 or a Surface Laptop Go or something like that and have everything they need without any of that uh, uh, direct coding on, on the actual hardware. It just makes that OS that much better and that much more competitive uh, with against uh, Chrome OS. And again, another benefit of these PWAs, like uh, Microsoft explained in their announcement blog post for this news, is that PWAs update automatically. Uh, I know our, our friend Brad, uh, who covers Xbox news, he also likes writing about the Twitter PWA uh, from time to time. It's always picking up new features on Windows 10. So that's another benefit to PWAs being in the Microsoft Store is that uh, these developers are able to push out more features more frequently. Yeah, and keep them up to date. I think uh, Twitter's one of them. I believe Instagram, the new Instagram that's in the Windows Store, is sort of the same way. I mean, we're getting people who are using the Instagram app uh, are getting updates, uh, DM, you know, direct messaging updates, and all the other things that come to the platform. Uh, and I believe it's probably the only desktop-based uh, Instagram app out there right now. So again, a testament to PWA. Um, we just need more developers to kind of invest their time in it and, and uh, build some features around it. 
All right, and uh, enough about Windows. Now we're, we're going to talk Xbox for our week ahead segment. Yeah, we got some uh, conspiracy theories of some suits <laughs> out there. Um, and that being the biggest one is that Xbox VR is still a thing. Um, I know that, uh, you know, again, when we talked about mixed reality, uh, there was uh, a portion of VR that was back in, you know, kind of going to be brought for the Xbox One X. Uh, and it didn't seem to materialize, but uh, there have been some people who have, I believe you part, have part of this information about finding some code through Microsoft Flight Simulator. You probably speak better to it than yeah, I can. I mean, I, I play the game frequently. You probably see me tweet about it, but uh, I'm not a data miner. But some code miners uh, who play the game, they look through the data code and the code, there's code references in Microsoft Flight Simulator to PC VR and Scarlet VR. So if if you pay attention to Microsoft's code names, you should know that Scarlet is the code name for the Xbox One Series X. So these weird tinfoil hat people and pretty much uh, a <laughs> lot of They're not them- weird. They, they just... <laughs> They're very centric, and for all of you tinfoil uh, hat people that are listening, we love and, you. <laughs> and a lot, a lot of the media and a lot of these blogs, ourselves included, uh, predicted or are predicting that hey, maybe this means that Microsoft is not giving up on Xbox VR. Maybe it's something that could be coming to the Series X in, in a future update or down the line. I mean, we had a conversation before this podcast started, uh, me and Kareem, and we were saying that the uh, Series X is a pretty powerful console. Yeah, um, it has all of the teraflops uh, that my <laughs> keeps talking about. So uh, if the Xbox uh, One X was gen- going to be prepped for VR, and it ne- you know for whatever reasons, business decisions never materialized, but it had the headroom to do so, I can only imagine that the uh, Series X uh, will have enough, uh, again, headroom built in. Uh, it's basically a PC to kind of run this stuff. Um, I think, again, with the uh, pandemic as it is, VR is uh, more palatable than AR since we're not really going out and, you know, kind of in, in engaging in the world that AR needs. VR seems to be, you know, you sit back at home, stay at home, stay safe, uh, gaming experience, or just in general, if you, like you mentioned, you bring CS into uh, an Xbox Series X headset, you sit back and you get that, like if you're on the showroom floor itself and you don't have to come home with the flu. Um, <laughs> Or you can go visit Paris, or you can go visit Italy. I know that some of those places are going to be locked down soon, but you could be there virtually uh, and experience that kind of stuff just to get out of your own house. So speaking of that, uh, it's it's today is October twenty fourth, the day we're filming the the podcast, and the Series X and the S are scheduled to come out on November tenth. And uh, you guys probably saw it on Twitter, but Microsoft apparently sent fridges to people to unbox. Not us. Not us. Yeah, we didn't get one, but apparently... In all honesty, though, that fridge wouldn't have fit in my house. I think it's ginormous. I saw it in scale, because I know they sent one to Snoop Dogg, and I don't know where he kind of showcased it at. It was in some kind of weird room where I couldn't get scale, but I believe I, Justine, got one, and you see it in her garage. She, I think she even admits that it's not going to fit in her house, but it's an amazing thing. I think Dave, uh, one of our other writers, was mentioning that Microsoft might get into the business of making fridges. <laughs> so pretty well. Who knows? But point is, uh, November 10th is coming up, which is the launch day for these new consoles. So uh, we think uh, maybe down the line, you could see some more surprises from Microsoft in the Xbox uh, side of things, because 
who would have thought that they would have sent fridges to people? I mean, come on. Well, I mean, it just it goes to show you that they are listening and they are listening to social media because the Xbox fridge meme has been around since they showed off the, <laughs> the hardware itself. So they know uh, that people are calling the fridge. Now it's going to be up to PlayStation to send out routers to people to kind of keep up. <laughs> Giant uh, routers. Yeah. Or send hotels made in Dubai out to people. All right, and then uh, you yourself have something to talk about, about a uh, surface side of news for that's coming up in the week if ahead. Yeah, yeah, in the week ahead, I'll be reviewing the uh, Surface Laptop Go. I know that you did a full-on review, so mine is going to be more catered towards um, pairing it against the Surface Go 2 uh, because I feel like that's where its competition is. As much as Microsoft cut corners to kind of make it a small uh, Surface Laptop, I believe it kind of works in that world against the Surface Go 2, where you're pitching uh, small portable devices under um, $600, and they both kind of sit in that area, and we'll see how um, what compromises were made and which one is a better device. All around, it's a pretty good device, though, I think. I think, I mean, from what I've read from you and from what I've read from the reviews, it seems really good. I was enamored with the Go 2. I think it's more flexible than the laptop, but I haven't gotten my hands on it yet. Uh, we'll see how the power goes because I got uh, one of the top of the line go to. So it'll probably match a mid range uh, offer depending on what I get. Um, but I think it's just in competition. If you're looking for service devices, what to go with, uh, especially for, you know, your valued $600. And uh, uh, Kareem is going to review surface this, this coming weeks. And I myself, I'm planning to talk a little bit more about Microsoft on Linux. Uh, you guys, we mentioned the Edge news uh, this week, uh, well, in the show today, but I'm also planning to write a piece this week, uh, probably Monday or Tuesday, which you guys should keep an eye out about how exactly can you be a Microsoft fan on Linux? Is it is it possible? Ooh, I, I know that's going to catch fire because uh, there are a lot of jilted Linux people out there still, uh, and there's some new people uh, that you know probably don't care either way. But it should be interesting nonetheless. Uh, like I said, I think the enterprise world has already kind of found its balance between Windows and Linux. Um, and again, this is evident by Microsoft's shift towards open source and kind of embracing that entire area. So for com- you know, for consumers like you and I, it'll be interesting to see how Linux takes off. And I think that is our last topic on our list. Yeah, I believe so. Um, I can't think of anything else right now. Uh, but if I can, or if I do, I'll write about it. <laughs> of course, yeah, we're always active on 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 Microsoft. Oh, and on Twitter as well. So keep an eye on us for there. Yes, you could follow Kareem. He's uh, at Mindhead One, and I am at A Back Jordan. Yeah, I'm looking for Mindhead, the original. He's just sitting on the account. I'm looking at you, buddy. Any final thoughts to add? Any messages for our viewers? Uh, no, uh, I am, again, pick your favorite games because your consoles are coming up. Uh, <laughs> stay inside, stay safe, uh, and I wish to see you guys all again next week. Thanks for watching, everyone, and we hope you have a beautiful week ahead.